Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies comprise of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, how David Lee Roth would have, uh, in his writer, he would only have green M&Ms. This podcast is the other non-green M&Ms. And like everything that was thrown out. Yeah, yeah, so it's... Was it brown, yellow, red, orange, orange, blue? blue. It's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, my name is Joshua Lytle. I'm a filmmaker, podcaster, and storyteller. I am Chris Wegman, podcaster, filmmaker, and jet setter. And I'm Chad Dankert, a filmmaker, storyteller, and the guest today. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Chad is our, uh, our guest uh, for this episode. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, and it's, uh, clearly just the three of us. So without further ado, uh, let's, uh, fire up the machine. In fact, uh, Chris, you're clearly remote today between the last episode and this one, we've actually created an app, uh, that will start the machine remotely. Kind of like how you can like close your garage door, uh, you know, from a, it's like a remote car starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, can you, uh, download that app and start the machine, uh, from Chicago? Yeah, I, I've got it here. It um, it actually it, it takes voice commands. So uh, okay. Hey, story machine. Yes, Chris. Start the machine. Commencing. Oh, jeez. Ooh, there it goes. Yep. All right. So our uh, genre is summer blockbuster. Our prop uh, is a pair of leather gloves. The uh, the line is you're never gonna believe this. And the location is a farmhouse. Story machine, turn off. Goodbye, father. <laughs> you have to tell it to do everything. Yeah. Go to sleep. I'll be dreaming of you. Lay down, story machine. I'm bolted to the ground, Josh. So, <laughs> summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? That's an interesting one, because, I mean, I guess usually they're like action-packed movies. It could be the gauntlet of genres from like superhero movies, spy movies, or I don't know, like the Transformers movies were like summer blockbusters. Independence Day. Yeah, they're just like really big, big effects heavy movies that are like, for better or worse, designed to sell toys. Yeah, and I guess, I guess yeah, the, the meaning of the, the reason like they release them in the summer is because like everyone's off of school, so like they want to get all the kids in there and the families and and like you know it's hot so like come in and like watch this movie yeah. so they like they put big big money makers in there yeah like would you say they're normally like pg-13 probably mm-hmm. like yeah they're the equivalent of just casting a really really wide net like its sole purpose is to make as much money as humanly possible in one weekend or in the summer and they often don't they're not known for their amazing stories or storylines necessarily. They're either tied to, I feel like, either a franchise or... But by that same token, I think they, they tend to uh, stick to like the hero's journey or like the hero of a thousand faces pretty closely. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, I guess I should I should clarify. I think I was more thinking of those... They're not going to be like Oscar bait. Yes. Yeah. They're yes. not... Thank you, yeah. And they're not super original. Like the setting might be different. And they normally have a star-studded cast. I mean, they normally try to like get as many of like mm-hmm. the A-listers as they possibly can in these things. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I wrote down some of that stuff and I, I thought it'd be cool if we try to like fit that stuff into it like okay it's be yeah which okay it's like only one f-bomb okay then, uh it's no gotta boobs. have action yeah just dry humping yeah <laughs> we have to cope we have something that we make up has to be like marketable as a toy yes like like okay. we have to get like a porg or an ewok in yep. there um you know we can follow like the hero's journey which is you know something we do a lot and and obviously i mean i guess at the end maybe we could think of like stars that we'd want to be in the movie yeah so uh chris i know you listen to this other podcast have you listened to uh 20,000 hertz the the bouge episode yeah. I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So really quickly, and this may wind up on the cutting room floor, but like the, the bouge is that sound effect in all the trailers when it's like, you know, like that yes. thing. Yes. And I they do. talk about it and how it's sort of like synonymous with like the summer blockbuster. Mm, nice. And so I'm, I'm going to have trouble kind of divorcing myself from this <laughs> idea of like our, our, summer blockbuster is going to have like, need like a bouge yeah. button yeah so it's, like, <laughs> when you say something that yeah fit that like you hit it and it goes yeah yeah we'll have to define our bouge moment nice yeah yeah and and chris to build out on um when you said at the end maybe we can decide who we would cast i'm curious if if we could think about when Josh, you said star studded i think there's there's those certain types of roles so not to go into exactly who would be cast but yeah. there's like every five years there's a new like this is the guy that plays the super action heroes mm-hmm. so it's like we need the yeah the male lead action hero. i'm i'm no i'm just kind of going there I, I don't know if we could there's the male lead action hero probably the main character is going to be like 18 to 25 yeah i, I was also going to say that you know maybe there's like there, there there's sometimes a uh like uh, when we think about the hero's journey, there's typically like the sage character and it tends to be like an older actor. So like think Woody Harrelson's role in the um, uh, Hunger Games films, you know? So it's like we need an older actor who's still kind of popular with the kids. Uh, what's Woody Harrelson doing <laughs> or something like that? So are we sold on like it's an action I mean, it sounds like that's where I we're all going. Traditionally, we they are. Boosh moment. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's that's kind of a given. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be sort of an action adventure, summer blockbuster. All those things kind of go hand in hand. Um, and then just to recap, our our location is a farmhouse. I was going to say, I feel like that's a place where we could start. Like farmhouse makes me think of like Superman or. Like, like once again, the Transformers movies, like, oh, something fell in the cornfield and like we found this thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, not to not to throw out the but Star Wars, like Luke yeah. started on a farm. You know yep. what I mean? Like it's it's sort of the beginning point of your I mean, in a lot of ways it's journey. perfect. It's yeah, because normal. it's the yeah, it's the humble beginnings. So we've got this great farmhouse location. Um, but to Chris's point, I mean, Chris, you mentioned like there's sort of the the tried and true Oh, something, something landed in the backyard. And I, I think you and I both immediately thought, oh, it's aliens. Like, yeah. do we, do we sort of lean into that or do we try to explore some other options? Let's explore so, some other options. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, um, maybe not just aliens. Maybe it could be something else. Maybe yeah. it could be a, a, another threat or I don't know, a superhero thing. And it's so funny. It's it's really counterintuitive to me, but because I I hate to to kill originality so soon. But I think like 
originality is kind of the antithesis of a summer blockbuster. Yeah, like an original way to say like the thing came like like instead of the sky, it like came from the earth. You know, like like the they like killed something up out of the ground or I oh, know. interesting. Mm. That would be like the kind of originality you'd want. Yeah. It's it's just changing a few few of the Mad Libs in the yeah, the right. blockbuster script. It's it's tremors. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like, what do we what do we want it to be? Like, I don't know. I I feel like in these sort of films, like the the nemesis, the antagonist, is almost as important as the as the hero, right? And it's got to be something that like the audience can kind of rally behind. Is it aliens? Is it Russians? Is it uh a mole people i don't know hmm is it some sort of weather or earth related Ooh. thing Ooh, that would be kind of cool doing like a like one of those disaster films you you <laughs> fracked too far you fracked up <laughs> you fracked up now oh man <laughs> i kind of i kind of like that like you know there, there's something there's something to that where you know like there's maybe there's a situation with like intimate uh domain yeah i was gonna say intimate domain (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah so you know there's this this like young uh farm boy and you know he's obviously like a little older than his age because he's you know this like sexy a-list superstar but the uh interested in geology and science you know yeah like he yeah he just like kind of knows the land but like big business you know maybe it's maybe it is big oil or big fracking comes in and you know they want to they want to uh buy or sort of uh obtain his his you know parents farm somehow and then you know like all hell breaks loose and he's like oh i told you so and i'm the only one who can stop this and like let's i mean even push it because they're usually big so it's like everybody's been fracking one way for the last 50 years or whatever. And this new guy has this new way of oh, doing yeah. it and it's deeper than ever before. And it's like this mobile fracking yeah. like machine. It's just like, and it's, it, it, no one knows if it's going to be way more intrusive than it needs to be, you know? Yeah. I, I love it. I love it because it's the, it's the big, big business plays God sort of mm-hmm. thing. So like, does that make sense so far? So, so far we have like this very loose sort of, skeleton Mm -hmm. i think so we've got we've got our main character who is is the like the boy on the farm um on his parents farm and the big business is showing up to try and uh to like convince his parents to like sell out and maybe there's some like coming of age relations between him and his his dad or something sort of like a like an october skies kind of thing like, do you think his dad dies dies at the hands of? Yeah, I was gonna go there too. I was thinking that big like, business. Maybe they they they're tried to be bought out. They refuse, so they're like a they're the last standing farm yeah. instead. I wasn't even going that big, but oh. I guess I probably wasn't being <laughs> big enough. <laughs> but then, like, say, like, say all their cattle start dying. Yeah, and then eventually, like, something happens and dad dies. So I changed my mind. I changed my mind. So his dad is like the only holdout in town where like it's it's sort of like the town against his father. You know, it, there's like three things playing at here. There's like this big mysterious business that's coming in, pressuring the town. And like everyone's folding except for his dad who has these like highfalutin ideas and, and, and like, you know, like his son is sort of like 
like dad like you should give in like everyone is everyone is for this until like his dad gets killed and then he switches pick up the sword I kind of like that yeah like that's how it sounds like first and second act stuff yeah so let's take a few steps back um real important question who are we casting as our male lead who's hot right now Uh oh (laughs) Hmm. is it uh is it Hemsworth is it Aquaman ooh for some reason, I wasn't thinking like that big and ripped. Oh, <laughs> is it Spider Man? Uh, is it uh, what's his name? Tom Holland. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I mean, I, I said I wasn't thinking someone that big, and then I'm thinking what kind of farmer. And usually, like if someone's lived their whole life as a farmer, they're kind of ripped. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like sometimes with summer blockbusters, they like the casting is so like, it's not who's fit for the role. It's just whoever's hot right now. Yeah. yeah. And so like they would totally like cast Chris Hemsworth to play like, yeah, a young farm boy. Right. <laughs> I guess the the question, like if we play it forward, cause if we were casting, we'd know the whole picture. Yeah, I guess, how, yeah, how is our hero going to solve problems? Is he going to do it punchy, punchy style, or is he going to do it with his brains? Yeah, and maybe I, maybe I derailed the whole conversation. I thought it was just going to be kind of a fun, like, let, let's commit to something goofy real quick. But if we want it to be intentional, then... Yeah, but I mean, I think it can lead can us to the in. next thing. Is like, I mean, I think we've landed on... I think Chris used the, the phrase, he takes up the sword, yeah. right? And which, which yeah. puts him on some sort of trajectory. So how is he going... How is this person going to solve these problems what is his first course of action is it to go offensive or go defensive yeah i mean the way i was saying it like his first intention is to like go with it like he's telling his daddy should not like fight everybody like everyone else thinks this is going to be good for us like yep. yep like this is his senior senior year or like he's pat like maybe he's out of high school like he's the guy who's left you know, like or left as in like he's stuck in in the small town. Yeah, I mean, all his friends have gone, and he's like he's ready to leave. Yeah, I mean, again, to 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 use um, Chad's comparison of like Luke on Tatooine, right? Like, like he doesn't even really give a shit about the Empire. He's just like, oh god, the Empire is such a pain in the ass because now I can't go play with my friends. So in this case, like the farm is the pain in the ass. Like he he's 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 like like yeah. Our our guy is our guy is post high school. So, you know, 20, 24, 25, he's been stuck at home because his dad had a farming accident. Yeah. And he doesn't see the beauty in what he has until he loses his father. His dad's been trying to inspire him to like love the farm and keep it. But like he's, he's like, you know, like as soon as I have enough money, like I'm going to school, I want to like build bridges and like, I don't know what it, what he wants to do, but he wants to like get out. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I wonder like, so again, just playing on the, the classic hero's journey thing. Like, I wonder if the thing he's, he's interested in like, um, like geology. Yeah. Like, uh, comes back in a big way. So like, in other words, like, you know, his dad's like, Oh, whatever you're like, that thing you do is a waste of time, but he kind of, he employs it to his, uh, it's like sort of his boon. So he like kind of like uses it to his advantage in the end. Or should we think of something else? Like, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it could be like geology or engineering or. But if it's like a giant machine, it could be engineering. Like he wants to be an engineer and like build robots. And oh, like, dude, if it was engineering, he could totally build a big robot to fight the big fracking machine. <laughs> oh my god! Well, for a second, my brain went to this: the idea of it could be a natural disaster, or it could be this idea that 
by by digging deeper you know not to go into the minds of moria but by digging deeper than anyone ever should oh yeah they unearth like a monster some sort of monster oh good grief you know i mean we, we could go that direction so it's like it it we would lead people to believe that it's yeah. like it's about fracking and bad and that's causing like earthquakes and killing the like animals and it ends I, up being some sort of balrog or whatever and the and the 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 big tech company knew there was something down there Ooh, in, in. someone did so i love this idea that like up until a certain point everyone thinks that so if we're operating under the assumption that our main character builds like a steampunk robot to fight the fracking machine there, there comes a point when there's the big standoff between uh, our our protagonist's robot and the fracking machine, but then this like giant monster like just kind of leaps out of the ground and just like annihilates the fracking machine. And now it's like you had this rough road ahead of you, but now you have something like twice as big. Mm. We said this like thirty years in the future, so the the machine is an actual like it's like a, a robot. Like they're they're like fracking robots or like mining robots. I I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. I like pushing it out because we could if they are owning a farmland and we could play it out that farms are just, there are these massive things now that people own yeah, and they have automated machines of some sort. So he has it at a small scale already and that's what he does. He manages yeah, these things. And we've already got our line of toys already. Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking of like, remember when like robot fighting was really popular and like they were really dopey. Like they were, they just like kind of did one thing. So they're like, they're because it's like the near future. They're not like, they're not like transformers. They're not like totally humanoid and like completely articulate, but like they're, you know, they're just like kind of, kind of clunky. Like they, they can perform mm-hmm. one task really, really well. He, he builds his fighting robot later on out of the robots that are around the farm so like the tilling robot yeah 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 i mean it makes me think it's a like little a voltron bit. of farm equipment but i mean did you do you guys watch any of the gundam series oh yeah but you i like that maybe that's where that. he goes with it right? okay maybe interesting yeah when you said voltron made of all these things oh, i was I like know. that's yeah. cool that It'd could be, be like the next step you know what i mean because he he has big ideas about being an engineer so like if the machines of the near future are these like they're kind of just like They've got maybe like like short legs or, or or you know like four legs or they're on tracks you know or they they kind of have more of like an animal feel to them the the machine that he builds to fight the tech company or the big company actually like stands up and is like a, like a Voltron kind of machine yeah could yeah. I could I yes and it to work in what Josh said earlier if it's a two phase thing so the first thing he does is he builds like his concoction that takes on the mining thing yep then mm-hmm. this like the thing that they released like busts up and to yeah. your point it escalates his his problem tenfold then i think there there needs to be another like conflict at some point where he has he's going to try and get this thing it doesn't have to be right then in the story arc or the storyline which thing sorry the the monster so like the mining mining company is toast right yeah. and now there's this big thing why don't we we'll have to call it something yeah and he realizes that his machine that he created is like subpar. Okay. And so I maybe, get... maybe he makes a connection with someone inside of the business who gives him enough information or something about the tech that he can then take his shit to the next level. So, so that they could do... be the girl. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like that, that like after the, so this is like, this is the beginning of the third act, like right at the third act, 
this monster appears and like completely changes the situation and somebody on the business side that he was fighting against he now has to like like they have to help him and like give him stuff like big technology yeah that he can use to like make his machine better and to chad's point that that someone could be the love interest so like maybe it's like i don't know what do you think i was gonna throw one love interest idea out there that's different because because we were saying like he wants to leave like everyone else has left town and to like get into some plot i was wondering if an early scene was him like at the town bar and the girl that he liked is coming home like came home and, like, oh they, they, interesting like, they meet up and she's talking about how like awesome like being in the city what is and like what she does like she's like big city girl now and oh that's interesting like maybe it was an old flame and she she left to go um to she finished out her high school years in the city and now she's back yeah yeah yep real quick to to yes and chad's thing she could be a lawyer for the big company oh shit that's good Mm. right away like they meet up and she's like yeah i'm here like i just wanted to come back and see like my parents and like oh eventually it comes out like maybe he's at like like the next day he's at like a protest or something i don't know he he's like confronting them and she shows up as a lawyer and they're like oh shit like yeah opposite sides of this and that's crazy so she's got like all the deets on the patents and stuff and so like Mm -hmm. that's how ultimately she's able to like contribute to making his robot a super robot at the end Mm, yeah i like that that's cool so before we move any further i feel like this might be the most well-rounded uh or at least the strongest foundation that we've had for for our concept in a while maybe that says something about the sort of formulaic nature of summer blockbusters but um we're going to take a real quick break and when we come back uh we're going to um uh, rewind to the beginning and we're just going to trip through this beat by beat act by act um and maybe try to uh sort of round it out a little bit more uh we'll be right back back so so far we have the classic story of young farm boy living on a a farmhouse and big business uh rolls into town and says hey we want to frack here and you know dad being a man of tradition and values says no way in heck right because it's pg-13 yeah everyone else in town is giving in well they're being bought out right right yeah they're not fighting and meanwhile, um, our protagonist, uh, his, his son is kind of like, oh, why not? Like with all that money, I could go to school and become an engineer and you and mom could retire and et cetera, et cetera. It'd be great. And his dad is just real steadfast and saying, no, 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 it's, it's not about selling the farm. It's about what they're going to do with it. And it's like the principle of the thing, et cetera. The thing that puts him on the journey is that his dad somehow oh, yeah. his demise. Yeah. yeah. So somehow his dad dies. But eventually big business comes in and begins fracking. And meanwhile, our protagonist is building a a robot using his sort of engineering smarts and some uh, uh, farm equipment. And it should be noted that this is kind of in the near future. So this farm equipment is pretty sophisticated. And he creates a a sort of mech, a sort of robot to do battle with the... uh, with big businesses uh, fracking machine, 
which is equally as big. Uh, however, uh, in the process of fracking, big business has unleashed a big hideous monster that has been uh, lurking just beneath the Earth's uh, crust for millions of years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's 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 take it from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, like opening up the film, I imagine we'd sort of we'd sort of showcase that we're like you know in the in farm country. Uh, in the near future, maybe our, our main character who needs a name. Rick. All right. Rick is like, he's like out in the fields with these machines servicing them or like, you know, they're, they're offloading grain into another truck and he's like making it a sale, you know, sort of like, like we, we introduce him like in the job. Yeah. I like him fixing it. Yeah. I like us establishing immediately that he has that that knack that capability is the knack to be a you know we we see these massive machines that are farming and one stops working and we see the character start to fix it yeah so you're like oh this is what he this is what he does he knows how to do this shit yeah and to help sell the toys i I said it kind of earlier but (laughs) i think it's kind of a good idea that the machines that he's using on the farm have like animal inspiration to them okay so like the thing that plows the field kind of feels like a bull does that make sense it does yeah yeah like biomimicry Mm -hmm. okay yeah so it's like when they like design like high-speed trains like after Mm -hmm. like a bird or something like that right so the machines on the farm have like farm animal sort of like ideas to them right so we're we're like kind of leaning into the voltron thing a little bit yeah okay i I dig it we're gonna sell so many toys Mm -hmm. yeah so, so yeah we open up on him like fixing the machine and his mom like calls him in to the farmhouse. So so maybe maybe he notices like a big you know near future black Cadillac pull up to the farmhouse. Oh yeah, that's good. You know, and he's kind of like, oh man, what's going on here? And so he kind of wanders up to the farmhouse, and you know, as he's getting closer, he can kind of hear some of the conversation that's going down. Is like it's kind of getting heated. His dad's shouting and stuff like that. And then like I don't know, like maybe his dad throws the guy out, like the the big business rep like maybe like launches him through the screen door so we could set up the like they're here because like they've got these machines and they're the new way of fracking and like they're buying up all this land and yeah he's kind of giving it uh rick's dad kind of the rundown like this is how it works and this is why it's awesome and everyone's gonna walk away like rich and happy and his dad's getting kind of mad and and rick is like he's trying to get him to like wait like wait dad like listen to him and his dad's like shutting him down a bit Eventually it gets heated enough that he like kicks the guy out. Yeah. So he sends him packing and as the audience, we know that like Rick's kind of overheard some of this and that's when he sort of uh, confronts his dad and says like, dad, like why, like why did you do that? Like, like we could have all walked away like with like full pockets and shit. Yeah. I want to give this company a name. Ooh. It has uh, to have like a frack or drill name. Or... Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like, like how most like startup companies don't have any vowels. Like, so it's going to be like drill, but it's just going to be D-R-L-L. Yeah. So. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess where we are in the story is that he, his, his dad sent out the guy and there are, we're, we're sort of talking about like what they're arguing about and, and Rick's like, dad, like, I don't want to be here. Like I had dreams to like go off and like build machines. Yeah. Pretty much. He, he's kind of like, I, I wanted to go off and actually work for something like drill, Ooh. not sit here oh, and like yeah. on the really farm machine. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone in big business bad? I think everyone except his old flame. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So to introduce like 
one more character. I mean, we know that he meets his fling at the bar. I guess we need to give her a name. Um, June. Yeah. So, like, we know he meets her at the bar. They talk. They obviously, like, don't hook up or anything. It, it kind of ends there, you know. So what, yeah. if, what if, hypothetically, what, what if he's at the bar, he's talking to this girl, the thing that breaks up the conversation is that, like, all of a sudden everything starts shaking, it goes kind of crazy, and the, the big fracking giant robot has been turned on. And mm-hmm. we know, and Rick knows, that they said they couldn't do that because we didn't agree to it. I don't know. This could be the first oh. sort of show of, like, what it does. You know, like they're right because they've, the, the they've already bought other parts of the area. Yeah. yeah, it's like a test or something. Because they bought all the land around Rick's farm, and so like from their perspective, they're like, "Oh well, we tried to warn you." So they fire up the machine. Yeah, people could be like leaving. They could be on their way out the out and stuff yeah. as he's going into town to the bar. I, I was gonna say that like people because like no one's ever seen this machine turned on before. Like everyone's like getting in their trucks and like driving out in the field to like watch it. Yeah, from like the the prescribed distance, <laughs> right? So like they're they're all like collected along this sort of like this this yeah this outlook that kind of overlooks their 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 small town or whatever. I imagine this like spider looking mother like stands up and like a drill comes out of like it's you know what I mean like some giant thing <laughs> out of its ass <laughs> out of its ass yes <laughs> it's it's like center no I agree and so like when they when he when he and June drive over there maybe we do introduce that like someone on the other side of the fence some corporate suit knows her yeah recognizes her and is like hey June and like like we need your help blah 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 and she like crosses the line that no one's supposed to cross, and and he's she's like, oh yeah, like I I work for these guys. So at, at this point, June is just kind of towing the company line. Yeah, she's basically just kind of reading like the PR boilerplate that everyone is. Yeah, I like your point that as a lawyer for the company, she can make sure that like, well, let's do this the right way. Right. You know, she's keeping everything above board, uh, and everyone's like, oh yeah, like good call, June. Yeah, we're definitely going to get that paperwork filed. But meanwhile, there's like this sort of, there's this ulterior motive where, you know, it's, it's all, it's all kind of theater, right? Like meanwhile, there's like a board of directors of like six people who like truly know what's going on. Yeah. And we left it with the machine's been turned on. Yep. The townsfolk go to kind of like watch like and sort of like they're marveling at this giant thing that's drilling. Everybody can feel it. It's kind of crazy. We reveal that June like works for this organization. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Rick's a little bit shocked. And then it this happens to be just a test, right? Yeah. The machine shuts down. So Rick hops in his pickup and he drives home. Oh, yeah. He gets home and he re- and he finds, I think to your point, Josh, that like. Like the farm's like caved in, yeah, like the, like the ground underneath it is like or something, or yeah. dad's dead, or in, yeah. and like like he kind of like stumbles upon this this wreckage, and you know big business kind of shrugs it off as like we warned you guys of the consequences and et cetera, et cetera. Once more, one more, like wait a minute, like are we jumping the gun? I was curious if so the the big business came to their their farm and at and was trying to get his dad to like agree to sign over the thing do they now try to work on Rick as in like the car shows up while working on the farm and it's like, Hey, like, why don't you come with us? We're going to show you all the cool technology we've got here. And they're like, look, your dad's old and like disabled. You pretty much run the farm. Like we need you to like, I don't know, like did they give him more reason to like get mad later on. I like, I like where you're going, Chris. Like 
so that it's not so fast paced. Because at that point, that's the the point of I'm going on the offense and I'm going to start yeah. building my Voltron. And, and then he knows his enemy a little bit. So yeah. the next day, she shows up in the car. Yes, I I I kind of love that. I love the idea of he has trust with her. So when she comes in to try to turn him, dad. Mm-hmm. So dad's still alive at this point. Right? Okay. They mm-hmm. act, the accident, the thing hasn't happened yet. They nope. go, he gets like a tour of the place. He meets yep. like, he meets the big bad who let's like give him a name guy on the board of directors. Who's in charge. Um, Donovan. I think, yeah, he has to have or Duke or something like that. Uh, Duke Donovan. Duke Don- <laughs> DD. Um, or like his last name is actually drill. Oh man. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, Everyone just calls him Mr. D. Mr. D. <laughs> I, I'm Mr. D. Anyways, so he meets the the guy that's in charge of this nefarious action, right? He is the pay grade that's like, yes, we are drilling, but we're also drilling for monsters. Yeah. Right, but but he's still he's still putting on the it's the, a show. Yeah, he's still putting yeah. on the yeah. show for the right. public. And he and and okay, sure. He gets a tour. He gets the. I'm just gonna work this in here. He lets Rick know that like that little like demonstration you saw last night was like. 25% power or something oh, like yeah. that. Right. And so then they, they crank it up while he's there. Okay. And then, then when he goes back, when he goes home, he finds like his home destroyed. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, he turns them down, but why? I mean, that's the question is why? Well, maybe, maybe he has a moment where he let's rewind a minute to, to maybe the reason that his dad doesn't believe in giving up the farm. And when he's trying to tell Rick about it, he's describing this idea of like, of how it used to be. So he's talking about how like there used to just be this space where you could tend the land and you could do all these things and it was beautiful. And, and now it's just being, it's being transformed and it's, it's not like his dad hates all like the machinery and all this stuff, but he's like, it's not about like, it's not about just getting to the next level of technology. You got to remember why we're here or some, some sort of like earthy speech. What it is is you don't, you don't take from the earth without like giving back. So like oh. farming is something where like like you grow things and you take nutrients, but like you give back to it. Yeah, I okay. like that. Yeah. And so when they crank the thing up like to a higher grade, maybe there's this moment where he's like watching this, and I don't know. You see like herds of cattle running away and birds flying away and all sorts of like it's just like he he can like see it destroying. Yeah. Well, so so Rick is with uh, Duke Drill or whoever it is, right? Duke. <laughs> The Duke of Drills. Yeah, the Duke of Drills. And like someone said earlier, you know, he's like, hey, listen, that demonstration the other day, like that was just a like a fraction of what this thing can do. And so he gives a like a proper demonstration like he like Rick is there to witness round two uh, at headquarters. And so, you know, they they kind of they amp it up to whatever, like, you know, six or seven or something like that. And like Chad was saying earlier, like Rick is kind of witnessing firsthand, like now that it's they're they're pumping up the jams, like shit's kind of like getting scary and like, you know, yeah, shit's maybe like, there is like I was going to say maybe Rick as a engineer notices something that like, like, well, like maybe you guys haven't thought this all the way through or there is like a minor disaster, like like a it, it starts a tremor like an mm-hmm. earthquake because they turn it up a little more like something goes a little bit wrong. Okay, so he- hear me out. What if, okay. um, so like this this latest demonstration kind of triggers a rock slide or something like that, and that's kind of where you know Rick's, uh, you know, homestead or farm is kind of positioned and like, 
like that's ultimately kind of what what does his family in is this like gigantic so in other words it's not like a it's not like a direct result of the the fracking it's kind of like the sort of unforeseen consequences or sort of like collateral damage yeah mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah yeah because I, I like that it starts this minor disaster that the company wasn't planning on like rick notices like that the the fault like in the you know like yeah like something about like it's sort of leading towards the fact that like oh like that might have caused a problem at the farm who rushes off i'm imagining them like up high in this machine and they're seeing it and and it causes this like giant all of a sudden like sinkhole to appear and it like races away and it's going like he can like see his house right yeah and it stops right before it gets there but it's like right on the edge of like Uh, even the home the home like barely hanging there yeah and so he, it, there's like a little bit of a race against time and you could have that moment where like he makes it just in time to have like one last connection only, yeah. only to like lose his dad, like while he's there or for like blockbuster movie. Is it like the scene where the car is tilting on the edge? It's like the house is unstable and like, like fire departments there and the mom's outside and they're like, like, you can't go in there. Like it's unstable, but his dad's stuck in their house. Anymore. And so like he rushes in to try and save him, but he can't grab him in time and he falls into the sinkhole yes to everything except the fire department because they bought them out too they're all leaving true (laughs) just kidding (laughs) but yeah i I I agree i think there's the rising action to this which then and so so yeah like june drove him back and so when he comes out of the house he's like livid and like 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 doesn't want to listen to her like this kind of becomes the like there's a Oh, so so there are they parting ways, or is this when June kind of divulges like, "Hey, listen, I didn't know about this. Like, this is like this is above my pay grade." I don't know. I, I was gonna say like, I think she's trying to like be apologetic, but she's also like bound by her like her job. It's a it's a turning point for her. Like she she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible." He still thinks that she was in the know, and and at some point we have to reveal that this machine is way bigger and the only reason it's way bigger and doing this much more damage is because of the fact that they're trying to do something they shouldn't be doing yeah okay so he he yeah he gets mad at her and pushes her away she leaves and maybe the next scene or like after the grieving scene between rick and his mom we get a scene of june going to her boss and trying to like like make change from within and this is where we start to realize that like things aren't above the table because like this is like she learned something that she wasn't supposed to know or like that like look june like you need to drop this because you know what i'm going at yeah i mean i guess like this could get kind of confusing but like maybe she never leaves so like they do the demonstration and rick is the only one who you know races home yeah and june is there and she's kind of witnessing all this go down, you know, within headquarters. And she's kind of noticing everyone has like, you know, it's just kind of like stone faced about it. You know, she's kind of like, oh, what? this is like a, a, a legal nightmare. Yeah. She's coming at it from like, like one, this is a legal nightmare. Like we have to prepare the company. And like two, like, like I, I know these people, like they were good people. Like we need to do something. And yeah, like Duke Drill turns to her and says something to the effect of like, it's just big it, business. It's just big business. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, after Duke says something to uh, June about like, don't do anything, say nothing, does she like go try and hack into a computer to actually figure out what's going on? 
Um, yeah, I think so. Because, because like at the top of the episode, we talked about how like she's got access to all like these confidential documents and stuff that she's just like otherwise never really thought to look at. Like after the uh, the the creature, the monster is kind of unleashed. She's the one who kind of gives Rick some pointers in reference to like if you recover these parts from the big drill machine, like you yeah. can create this like rail cannon or yeah. some shit like that. So Chris, I love where you're going. Let me jump in there. Is that you know, after the incident, June voices like, oh, my gosh, like, what are we going to do? And they kick her out of the command room. Right. And her still believing in her role and her job and not really knowing what's going on. She starts downloading like all the info that she can get her hands on and grabbing a bunch of file folders and shit. And she splits. Yeah. When she's doing that, does she come across like one folder called top secret? <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, she finds something that seems a bit out of place. It's like a file. It's called Project Hades. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like the monster project or something to do with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. She didn't open it yet. She just grabs it. And later on when like the company notices that from her computer she took this thing. So like it, they like mark her as like she's against us now. Yep. So she's like stolen company secrets. And June is racing to meet up with Rick. But at this juncture is Rick in the process of building his giant robot? I mean, I think if we're following direct timeline, she's gathering all the shit. She's trying to get out of there because she was kicked out of the room and she's going to go do something about it. And all she knew is that Rick ran home. His home hadn't totally toppled yet. Or did she see it topple from the vantage point? I think she saw it. Okay. So she knew it. That was, yeah. She saw like the whole thing go down. Yeah. Because from their like observatory right. deck, yeah, like they could see it. Yeah. She witnessed it go down. Okay, cool. Which is what ultimately led her to, you know, kind of second yeah. guess her, her role in this whole thing. Yeah. So she's going to try to find Rick and then that could lead them to meet up. They have an altercation and then eventually he leads into like, well, I'm taking them down. Right. He yeah. has like a new plan. And then she, he's still pissed at her, but then she says, well, maybe this stuff will help. Is that her like olive branch? Yeah. I think she's there to like, from like a lawyer's point of view, she's like, I'm, I'm not going to defend them. Like, I'm going to help. Like, your family deserves some justice. Oh, yeah. And he's like, they own the law. Like, I'm doing yeah. it my way. Yeah. With my bare hands yeah. and these fucking leather gloves. Okay. So is it is it with these company secrets that Rick is able to build his first, like, prototype that's ultimately going to do battle with the, the drill bot? I mean, earlier on, we were saying that, like, he has this sort of because he wants to be an engineer he's got this sort of know-how yeah to, to fight the drill bot i feel like he knows what he's doing it's the next step beyond that so for the sake of chronology like rick builds like the first version or like the first like form of his mech to fight drill bot and it can hold its own except in the middle of you know the the melee or the battle or whatever like mm -hmm. the you know the monster kind of comes up from beneath the earth's surface and basically decimates drillbot yeah and then as the audience we know oh yeah rick's robot has no chance in hell so th so they like escape right so they narrowly escape is it at that juncture that june comes with these like kind of top secret plans and that's how they build like you know the, the the next version or like the kind of a well let's let's say so if round one of Rick's Rick's mech is 
it's essentially a a mechanized like compilation of farm equipment that's ultimately meant to be like a suicide bot right he's he wants it to drive in there and just take this thing out he's not in it necessarily it like is automated and it's going to it has like a singular task like fuck up drill bot right so big monster comes up and let's say it it trashes the whole joint but then like boogies out so it leaves it leaves rick who was like watching his bull bot take on spider bot as i say this out loud i'm just laughing yeah right but right so they're standing there uh, rick and june and they witness this like thing come up totally jack up the joint and then boogie out of there so there's this like wreckage of like robot pieces and stuff all over the place that could be when june introduces like yeah. well, oh i have the i have the plans to this this thing so in other words she didn't like she didn't steal all these plans with the idea that it was going to help rick build a robot exactly right yeah. it's it's like oh now that we're in our uh, our sort of dire moment of need uh i have access to all these things that actually might help us did you guys watch the um, cinematic masterpiece of Pacific Rim Uprising? No. Mm-mm. There's a segment in it where, like, you know, in the in all the other ones, these are these giant, the big robots, and they have to be piloted by two people and yada yada, and they're built by, like, giant corporations. There's, like, people that are building, like, littler ones on the side with the same tech in that thing. And so it's this idea that kind of anyone could do it if but they're yeah. they're much like scrappier in a way yeah. they, you know what i mean these little like things and that that was where i was going the way that they kind of in quotes team up is that by gaining access to these bits and pieces from spiderbot he has like the better technology to do what he needs to do with it right yeah i guess that's kind of what i was thinking too so like on the one hand rick's like bullbot is yeah it's kind of like scrappy but like now that uh, Drillbot slash Spiderbot has been like decimated. He's like able to like collect the pieces and make something that's like he's got the smarts, yeah, and the like skills, totally kick ass yeah, and, to do it right. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the two forces teaming up without like actually like the people yeah. like taking hands. Yeah, right. I mean the the two forces are essentially him and June. She represents them by like yeah. maybe having the plans for it so that he can see like how it works or whatever. Yeah. And then also she has access to Project Hades. I feel like we're at this point where we could do a cool tool-up sequence. We have the info. We start to build this thing. And um, there's there's been this idea that, that's been lurking in the back of my head, and I, now might be the right time to do it. So I'll throw it out there. Is that the one character we left out of this is Comic Relief. That is, in, <laughs> that is normally in every blockbuster, summer blockbuster. Sure. But the idea would be if we're in the, if we're in the near future... Rick, as a farmer, has this like mini automated like drone that has AI incorporated into sure, it. Yeah. So it, it kind of just like hovers and follows him around and does all this stuff. And it could be the R2D2, the BB8, the, um, you know, it, I, yeah. I, I can't think of the, it's the like other a sidekick. One, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's his little mini sidekick that can like provide that little bits of comic humor, but it's also like Jarvis type smart. Like it's an AI that gets a bunch of shit. Yeah. And maybe that's something that he can help it gets them to that next level and allows them to create some sort of mech that he can pilot or something, which could be cool. Yeah. So, so like at the risk of like fast forwarding, because like, let's, let's face it, like fighting scenes never really work on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, he's built the thing. Yeah. Rick builds like super bot and it like stands up on two legs. Yeah. It's half bull, half human. A minotaur. minotaur? <laughs> oh, minotaur sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. 
So he builds this gigantic minotaur, like, mech bot. And maybe somehow his little drone Jarvis buddy is, like, embedded in it. Yeah. That's the thing that's pi- like, that sets it over the edge, too. Yeah, like. that was, like, the missing piece that, like, the drill bot didn't have was, like, some sort of, like, AI or sentience or something like that. And so his his little drone buddy becomes, like, 30,000 times his size. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. yeah, we all agree that they just, like, kick the shit out of the monster mm-hmm. and save the day. I feel like I'm kind of, like, blitzing through this. But, like, who are the casualties, right? Like, does, like, does does little Jarvis bot mm. eat it? I was wondering like, about that. Does he, like, sacrifice himself a bit? Yeah. I think so. I think, I mean, I think I yeah, think so. I think, like... Yeah, that would be your your comic relief. Like basically, in doing so, he's giving yeah. itself to the Minotaur bot. You know, at the end of the fight, like he's he like yeah, there has the to be fight, a self sacrifice like, thing. Feels like AI. Yeah, like yeah. So he like he, he, like deliberately like ejects Rick from like the cockpit, and he's like like bear hugging the monster and like self destructs or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Okay, and then clearly, you know, Rick saves the day and, you know, hooks up with June and everyone's kind of happy and they got to rebuild and stuff like that. Yeah. In the future scene, like, they've got, like, Jarvis 2.0, you know, like, he's like... Yeah. So, everyone good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And And fade fade to to black. black. All right. What do we want to name this sucker? Drill. Drill. (laughs) Drill. Yeah. I don't hate it. I'm trying to yeah. drill or um I was trying to think if the way that I would set it up if I was cutting the trailer for it, would you ever show the monster? I think you'd hint at the monster. So in other words, like I picture this like this like scene where like everyone's like the camera's like drifting upwards and everyone's kinda like looking at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the sink pit is like getting deeper and all of a sudden like fight like it turns like it starts to glow, you know, like like yeah, yeah. you don't see the thing, but you realize, yeah, like I don't know. Like, yeah, even if it was like Project Hades or Ooh. something like that. Or I'm trying to think of the stuff we have going on. There's like robots. There's excavation. There's fracking and drilling. And like on the one hand, I feel like there there is something to the the sort of one word titles. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like stealth or like yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's drill. Yeah, drill or um. Not, not frack, but I don't know. I mean, what about fracked? I'm always a fan of fracked. Yeah, I'm down with drill. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Drill it is. Okay. So if you, the listening audience, have any suggestions on how we cast this movie, keeping in mind it's a summer blockbuster, so we need A-list, hot, sexy. Uh, folks to to play all these roles you can email those suggestions to us at storymachine9000 at gmail.com or you can tweet us at storymachine9k using the hashtag sm9k thanks and we'll see you next time so like we know he meets her at the bar they talk um they obviously like don't hook up or anything it it kind of ends there you know it's pg-13 they can't hook mm-hmm. up well, they could you know, <laughs> rub fronts. They could rub what? Rub fronts. Oh. <laughs> Leave room for Jesus. <laughs>